Is the Force strong with the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is a show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, Obi-Wans, celebrations, and more. Uh, I am DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer, who who is coming in hot off Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, look at my shirt, DJ. Let me see, let me see, let me see. That's awesome. It's cool, right? That's really cool. Did you did did you get that there? No, Black okay. Milk sent this to me, um, but I like it, and I don't wear it often, and I'm in a big Star Wars mood today, DJ. Black Milk doesn't send me clothes. It's probably because I don't look good in clothes. What? No. You can't just make that blanket statement. You I even just, say I just don't. They just don't send me clothes. I don't. I'm not a. I'm. I'm not a clothes boy. Uh, I don't know if they even make men's clothes, but actually, I don't even know in 2022 whether there are whether that's how we distinguish clothes. <laughs> that's so. how we distinguish clothes now. Well, and I I thought about that as I was making the joke. Well, black milk, does, and then I started thinking about all the people that black milk does send clothes. Like, mm, this might. This joke might not make any sense. Yep, um, yep. Oh, well, I committed. Um, so today, we, of course, talking about the premiere of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. We're going to be talking a little bit about Star Wars Celebration. It is Star Wars Celebration, as of this recording, Roxy, is ongoing, right? Yeah, it's Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Great. So by the, so by the time this episode goes... By the time we record this episode and it goes up, there might be like a huge... They might like release... Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie, and we won't have talked about it. <laughs> it does seem as if the biggest announcements are Thursday and Saturday, with Thursday having been the biggest announcements. Let's hope. Um, <laughs> but I, I think we're going to get a few more. Uh, I don't think we're going to get what you just said. Yeah, but we will the, see. We're gonna. They're going to announce a deep fake Luke Skywalker TV show coming to Disney Plus in 2024. Um, That's possible. It's listen. Anything's possible. So I, I guess for full disclosure, Roxy just said big announcements Thursday, Saturday. Um, the podcast normally goes live on Monday. This episode's being recorded on Friday. Which segue you can watch live uh, on Patreon.com/slash Only Stupid Answers. If you want to do that, also on the Patreon, uh, we have a show that I do with Sal called Spider-Versity. We have now watched all of the Spider-Man movies, except Morbius, and uh, we are now in the Spider-Man animated series, uh, which is very cool. Holds up better than I remember, um, or I guess better than I feared. Uh, and also, there is a producer tier where you get to decide uh, what we talk about and, and what I watch. You all voted. And for what I am into next week, I will be talking about uh, the show Arcane. Um, that's the one you all voted on. And on Monday, I will be uh, watching it uh, on that tier. It's the $25 plus tier. And you can watch it with me if you so choose. I figured you all are voting on what I'm watching. Why not watch it with me? Um, and if you listen to this show on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and if you listen on Spotify, we ask a question every week. Last week's question, uh, was what other classic blockbuster deserves a belated sequel? This was in response to our conversation about Top Gun. Xavier Thomas said, I'm surprised we never got a Scott Pilgrim 2. 
Is it too late now? Uh, Scott Pilgrim 2 did not do great, if I recall, in the box office when it first came out. And so we're going to have to wait uh, another like decade or so until it's revisited. And everybody's like, actually, it was great. And let's make another one. Um, and Yashu Wazalewski says, it's tough because so many of them have gotten sequels and isn't and it isn't really a blockbuster, but maybe a sequel to The Iron Giant. Not that I want that. It's perfect as it is. And last thing before we get into the news, uh, the biggest news for me is if you go to hellbentcomicbook.com, Hellbent 2 is coming, the sequel to my Kickstarter comic from last year. There is a pre-launch page already live that you can go in and sign up so that you get a message the second the campaign goes live that's hellbentcomicbook.com the journeys of jesse and nick continue there is more uh violence and uh sex and uh discussions about uh prejudice and stuff like that we're covering all our bases we're doing meaningful uh touch your heart stuff and big big bugmastic uh horror thriller uh spooky monster stuff so if you're into that Please, please, please go to hellbentcomicbook.com. Um, it uh, takes a lot of effort. A lot of my collaborators have done a lot of incredible work on this comic. Um, and it also takes a lot of money to make a comic. So it would mean the world to me. It would mean so much to me if you go to hellbentcomicbook.com. Uh, sign up for the pre-launch page and then support it when it goes live. <sighs> DJ. We did it. Whoever's mowing their lawn next door did not want you to get through that. Well, here's the on my end, I can't hear it. Good. I kept muting. I was like, the, it felt like the more important what you were saying was, the louder they got. I was like, this is. They knew. Thing. They're like, ah, <laughs> we're going to stop them. So yeah. before we get, we're going to talk about Obi Wan. Before we do into that, Roxy, you were literally coming. You are scooted in through the door out from Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, I, you can hear it in my voice, yes. which is. Um, Good, because I am filming a lot of things today. Oh, good. Great, 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 great. Um, um, how was yeah. it? How was it? Tell us about it. So in in 2019, I went to um, Chicago Celebration, but ended up meeting up with my best friend from high school. And um, him and I decided instead of ever making it into the convention that I had flown there for to just drink around the city instead. Mm -hmm. So this is my first Star Wars celebration that I actually made it inside to. Great. And uh, it was, have you ever been to one, no. DJ? Okay. So very, it's very different than Comic-Con, like extremely different than Comic-Con and really cool. Uh, it Why it is, feels kind of different is because it is like a lot more relaxed. Mm. At least Thursday was like, no, there's space. Nobody's gotcha. like jammed into each other. Um, it wasn't like, it didn't feel, uh, I, I don't think any, my badge was ever even scanned. Okay. Like, I, I, there was security, but there, there, I don't even know when my badge would have been scanned. They did check my Vax card. Mm -hmm. So that they were like, yup, Vax cards can't step foot on the premises without that. Um, but badges meh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and also because a lot of times at comic-con when i'm walking by things i'm like i have no idea what that is yeah uh, like i don't know what property that is yeah. and this is star wars so it's all star wars so every booth you're like that's sick mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. i don't know exactly what that is so and there was a lot more i felt like at the, than at comic-con and that's my only real comparison i've been to like 
uh, Stanley's Kamikaze and a couple other conventions, yeah. NAB, um, uh, National, uh, whatever, Broadcasters, Association of Broadcasters, and I've been to CES, Consumer Electronics yeah, Show. Yeah, so yeah. it's the most similar to Comic-Con, but still got some differences. Uh, everything there was like recreations and big and like art installations of Ooh. Star Wars things. So I found as a fan who was not going to purchase things yesterday, it was really cool to be on the floor because so much of it was like a visual uh, show of things. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Which I really liked. Um, You know, like the big ship recreations and droid recreations. And some of them are like in exhibits and some of them are wandering around and people, I was talking to these people who would make them and they were like, I spent four and a half years making this R2-D2. That like, wow. and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, and somebody else was like, yeah, I, I worked on this for 250 hours. And then I stopped counting how many hours I worked on this thing for. And I was like, wow, that's just cray cray town. Um, it's so cool though. You know how passionate people were. Yeah. It also felt really good because um, there's just so much bad shit going on in the world. And everybody who was at this thing just wanted to be nice yeah. and celebrate Star Wars. Cool. Which was nice to be in a room full of people who were just uh there for one common reason and there was you know uh, if you're like me the rest of the world right now is like screaming at each other and this Mm -hmm. was like all people there for one thing instead of like i hate star wars well i love star wars you know so that was really nice um i went with darina who is like an extremely experienced star wars celebration she's gone to 10 of them or some shit she went orlando and chicago and um she is so she like knows all the ins and outs of how to navigate the booths She was like, oh, we got to go to Artist Alley. We got to go see the tattoos. There's like thousands of people who get tattoos at this convention. That's crazy. Star Wars tattoos. And so like we were walking around looking at that. That was wild. That section, the floor was on um, bubble wrap. And as I was walking, uh, I had just taken myself a lovely edible and I'm walking (laughs) on the floor and I was like, where the fuck am I right now? Um, and I'd gotten a caramel apple and was eating it around the convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like a little child. I was like, this is crazy. Um, so, yeah, overall, just a really, really fun energy. It was beautiful outside that day. So mm-hmm. there's, like, food trucks all around the convention and people in, like, the craziest costumes you've ever seen. I mean, people who are blue and green and have mm-hmm. the Twi'leks and the, yeah. like, some people who are just, like, head to toe covered in fur and um i saw a uh pink wookie which was like that's sick um or you know people who just completely i saw gator which was gay vader who was vader in in um rainbow flag and it was like all the costumes that are you're just like you are creative as fuck and i adore you like people who are bounding who which is like i'm kind of like this character but in street clothes and just so such a fun vibe uh and yeah just really really i loved it i thought it was awesome couple follow-up questions so uh celebration is not annual right it's like every once in a while i believe that it is intended on being annual except for in covid it was not because i think that orlando anaheim and chicago were back-to-back years but i'm not positive there might it might be every other year okay yeah i want to say there was something i heard uh that it was something like it it wasn't annual but i obviously i don't know Uh, i also want to revisit the bubble wrap situation on the floor did we get confirmation on why that was the case 
I don't know. It was so weird. Like some areas, the floor was carpeted. Like they would put down a specific carpet. Yeah. Some of them, it was like outlined. And this one, it was like you knew you were in the tattoo section because it was bubble wrap. Because at first, my instinct, when you told me that, I was like, well, maybe because of spillage. And then I was like, but why? That's it, that's plastic. Why bubble and wrap? <laughs> so many people have been walking there all day, DJ, that it was no longer even bub- like Damn it. the bubbles were like pretty pop. But so I was walking around trying to find the bubbles to still pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wild feeling under your feet to the point where when you were no longer on the bubble wrap, I was like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. There was also a whole different side of this convention similar to Comic-Con, like the Hall H of it all, yeah. which I did not partake in yesterday because I didn't want to spend my one day there in a three-hour line mm -hmm. waiting to go see Obi-Wan a couple hours early. Yes. Uh, good. I, I, I co-signed that decision. <laughs> I would have honestly been pretty bummed had I done that because they, they were – Obi-Wan was playing episode one and two – for people who got into it at seven o'clock. Yes. So you had to go there in the morning to wait. And then you had to be there again by six o'clock an hour before to get in to the seven o'clock screening, which then Disney plus dropped Obi-Wan at nine. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was like those people, like their day was dedicated to seeing Obi-Wan two hours prior to everybody else seeing Obi-Wan. Well, and even then, I think about the time I got, the one time I got to do Hall H was when uh, I was working with Screen Junkies. Um, and it was very cool. Was it cool enough to have waited in a line all day? No. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and some of my friends, you know, are media and they figured it out without having to do that. So yeah. great. And also there is something to be said about watching those episodes in a collective massive yeah. thousand of people. Like that's pretty fucking cool. That all love but, it like you do, the communal uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's sick. But like you had to that had to be your day. Like mm -hmm. you were like, that's what I'm doing. And I was very much like Yes, in between every hour I spend on the floor, I'm actually going to go grab a drink at the bar and mm -hmm. I'm going to mingle with my friends who have flown in here that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I just think that like there's a bunch, you know, there's so many ways to con mm -hmm. there's a lot, oh, and there's a lot of ways to celebrate. And so there were different things like that. There were also big panels where like they initially released the um, Cassie and Andor trailer yep. and then they would play it on the stage at the floor okay. and uh, actually Hector Navarro was on stage there. I saw him for a minute, which yeah. was great. Christina Ariel, who just came on the world girls recently, she was on stage there too. And she was awesome. There's these two people, Anthony and Andy, who I guess are two big star Wars people who I, uh, it's not my property necessarily. So no. I didn't know who they were, but they're interviewing different celebrities and get revealing different information. So like if you weren't in the panel watching the trailers, like five minutes later, they would play it on the floor mm -hmm. and there was no crap, you know, there was yeah. no line for that. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go watch this on the slightly smaller screen on the floor mm -hmm. with everybody standing. Uh, that's my MO for this. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's totally great. And it's also cool, too, to hear that how positive it was because I know online, not that that means anything for anything, uh, the, the Star Wars fandom, fandom can be, um, let's say, let's po less positive. So yeah, it's good. That's that kind of what I was expecting, okay. DJ. I was like a little nervous because luckily, Darina's super not gatekeepy about Star Wars. And so there's some shit that I don't know. And yeah. she was like explaining it all to me. And other people who were hearing things were like, oh, this ship is like they wanted to talk about it. They weren't being gatekeepy or annoying. Cool. And I was very surprised with that because I find specifically Star Wars fans, I, I want to say the most, but that's not true um, with recent developments in other 
cuts. Um, don't don't wor- don't worry. All the fandoms will become like this someday. It's something to look yeah. forward to. <laughs> yeah, but it was really truly like they, these fans were stoked to cool. be there, DJ. To the point where I was like, wow, there's definitely some Han and Leia's out there that are just gonna like bone after this convention like everybody was it was like kind of like a love fest you yeah. know and people like going up to people like oh i love this this is so cool so that was really nice i've never had a star wars experience as positive as this great perfect and and you know and i think that i i take that as a sign as a reminder that no matter that the tw- twitter is just not the real world and it's not how yeah. people actually interact with each other um yeah, dj like i think you would have been like this place rocks yeah like it was it was very chill and cool, cool. And I know I just did a whole 15 minute spiel about it, but uh, I was like really not knowing what to expect. And hopefully this is what it's always like for people who want to go in the future. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. You were speaking of some of the news and we have a few of those in here. So we talked about the Andor trailer. You saw that. Did you have any feelings on the Andor trailer? I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I just thought it looked so cool. Uh, The visuals of it, like, whoa, that looks like different and Mm -hmm. awesome. And kind of in some ways reminded me more of like Blade Runner or like something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it had a different vibe to it. So and we confirmed it's five years before Rogue One. Five, five, ten, so five. Here are things that I I'm not good at. Years. Yeah, yeah. Planets. Yeah. Uh, whatever it's called. Re- republics. Yeah. Oh, dude, I have a yep. I have a question in uh, Obi Wan Episode One. Like we're talking about the Senate. I'm like, wait, is that still a? I thought. Th- didn't we get rid of that? Wasn't that the whole point? Are there still senators? Anyway, whatever. I don't know. I, I, am, I am definitely not the one to answer those questions. And then I know there's a big uh, uh, light spoilers uh, right now. I know there's a big character death that I was like, wait, did this character die here? And I don't know because I didn't watch the series that they're a part of. I'm like, wait, can we do that? I'm, I'm sure. I mean, whatever. Um, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I thought it was fine. I thought I I think my issue with Star Wars and this will become a bigger thing as we talk. My issue with Star Wars in general, um, but also specifically with trailers, just because the way trailers work, it's like, hey, here's Star Wars things. Like here's the aesthetic. Here's the helmets you recognize and the ships you recognize. And it's like, well, I don't care about any of that. So like, what's the story? I think we're going to uh, we we're, we're going to talk about the Thor trailer in what we're into because we've got so much to talk about in the main episode i put the the thor and the she-hulk trailer in what we're into but i actually liked the first thor trailer more because it's more like hey here's what thor is going through it's like i don't i kind of don't care about like the fan servicey things like what's the story like what's i i don't have a huge connection to andor so like where where is he going what are we doing with him like what I, that interests me more than like hey here's cool looking stuff it's like yeah well i mean but it all looks kind of cool now so that's less impressive yeah, all cool. now mm-hmm. to me to me to me um we get mandalorian season three is coming in february 2023 ahsoka does not have a hard uh date but it is also coming in 2023 and we also got the announcement of star wars skeleton crew which is starring jude law um but it is apparently from what i got is focused on a, a younger cast of characters and it is being uh produced by john watts along with uh, i don't have it written down here but i believe it was dave filoni and john favreau so it was interesting because uh before i heard about this i was at the bar and a couple people said oh they just announced a star wars kids show <laughs> um, which apparently it's not it has kids in it it is not a kids show apparently so people kept saying that and, and i was just like what do you mean and they're like yeah it's a kid's show and i was like isn't all Star Wars supposed to be mm-hmm. okay? 
feel like we've just decided because our generation had new movies mm-hmm. like multiple times that were like these are for us and it's like no it's not, not really well it's it's a similar <laughs> thing with the comics is that is that somewhere along around the 80s we decided that comics need to aggressively target 30 year old men and it's like yeah but that's not how any of us discovered it so yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't have that. I'm glad we do, but it shouldn't be all of it. Like it shouldn't be the whole thing. I mean, not not to tailspin us into a completely different conversation. I'll keep it brief. But I said this to my friend the other day. I was like, as much as I love these Marvel movies, it, like it's super fucked up for kids. Yeah. We're like, if you want to get into this, you have 40 movies and TV shows you have to watch in order to see what we're going to do in this next phase. Like, at what point do we start fresh for them? Yeah. We're just deciding like our generation matters most with these. Yeah. If you are a 10 year old kid, you have, if you want to get into this, you now have to watch legitimately like, I, I don't know, 200 hours. Of yeah. Stuff. Like about like, like to the point where like going back to the olden days where it mattered shows were in syndication, like the MCU could be in syndication. That's how many hours of content yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they, they put out. Um, sure. uh, we're not allowed to talk about it, but I, I do think Miss Marvel uh, might help with that a little bit. Uh, um, yeah, I'm excited about when we can talk about that. Same, uh, same. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that's that's uh, uh, the the. Do you have any? We don't really have anything on Skeleton Crew. Do you, but do you have any like feelings about it? Do you have any? I guess um, I guess that it kind of seems to make sense because we knew that there was going to be a John Watts Star Wars project. Yes, and this is starring children. Yeah, and we know that he works well with the youths. Yeah, so. It was sure. weird when they were like Jude Law's and I'm like, wait, has Jude Law not been in a Star Wars? Like that feels like a I feels like we should have already gotten there at this point. <laughs> he, what he's just done the the Harry Potters. Harry Potters and the MCU. It just feels like, wait, he should be in a Star That makes sense. He should be in a Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's dreamy. He's listen, he's a handsome boy. I think we can all agree. Handsome he's boy. a handsome boy. Handsome boy. <laughs> um, so before we get into um Obi-Wan. We're going to go on a quick ad break. Ad break time. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, okay, so we're back and we are going to talk about Obi-Wan. However, uh, I, Roxy mentioned all the stuff going on this week and I would have felt personally kind of disingenuous uh, not touching on it. Um, but this is an entertainment show, and I do think the where those overlap is um, Quinta Brunson, who's the uh, star and showrunner of Abbott Elementary, a show that uh, Roxy recommended, and is uh, I watched and is excellent, is so good. She did a tweet um, uh, that says, "Wild, how many people have asked for a school shooting episode of the show I write? Uh, people are that deeply removed from demanding more of their politicians that they've elected, and are instead demanding quote entertainment." I uh, I uh, I can't ask uh, quote Are you are y'all okay anymore? Because the answer is no. 
Um, and of course, this is in response to the Evaldi shooting that happened on May 24th, uh, where 19 students and two teachers were fatally shot and 17 others were injured. Um, and the question I wanted to ask you, Roxy, that, that this tweet made me think of and the fact that we do an entertainment show. When it comes to entertainment, scripted stuff, stuff, talking about scripted stuff, is what responsibility does do those things have in response to stuff like this, if any? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I think zero. Mm-hmm. I think zero responsibility. Yeah. Um, but I also think that it's okay for some shows to try to tackle issues that are beyond the scope of their show at times. Like we have seen shows take on very serious issues that are more comedic shows yeah. when they have to or when they choose to. I don't know what I think. Like I, I'm trying to, f- I'm trying to think the people who are asking for this, what are they really asking for? It's a like, good question. Like, are they set? Do they believe that not enough of the world or country knows what the problems are and that putting it on this is a big enough platform that more people will be have, have to watch what something could look like and that will help policy change? Yeah, because that's a kind of wrongheaded on multiple levels. <laughs> right, right. Because if if not that, which I don't think makes sense then why do they actually want this? And part of me is like, because I think we sensationalize um, the most horrible things that have happened to our society. And if that's why people want it, then that's kind of disgusting. Mm -hmm. So, so it's just a little confusing to me. You know, we're not talking about like how we now have the Manson murders um, or like John Wayne Gacy, like those, whatever it is, decades later, Mm -hmm. we are talking about something we are currently living in that we have been living in for, I'm going to say 10, let's say 10 years since Sandy Hook, but a lot longer than that. Um, And, and I just am very like, when I hear things like this from society, I really try to think like, what is, what are, why would somebody want that? And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I'm saying that in an honest to like, why is there a demand for that? What is because people feel like they are, they have no other control and that they have are calling their legislation and they are unable to make a difference. And so this is something they feel like they can do Yeah. or are are, like, what are they trying? Yeah. I guess it's just what, what is that for? I actually, I feel like for the bulk of it, you're probably right on the money in that they feel like it, it, uh, Quinta Brunson will be more open to, to tackling this than our legislation will, which is bleak on multiple levels. Um, but also, and, and it becomes of want people to be more aware of the issue, but we, uh, we are, we are, we all are. Um, who is, who is unaware? Yeah. You know, like at this point, I don't think the problem is that there are certain issues where it's like, you know, for example, ice people like have really buried their head in the sand on the atrocities of ice and what we are doing at the border. There is a lack of awareness in this country of what we are doing at our border, like period. Um, And that is something that I'm like, okay, if you ask your favorite creator who maybe is your favorite Mexican creator or there's a show that takes place in San Diego or something that it's like, okay, maybe they could tackle an episode to try and bring awareness. But 
there is zero lack of awareness yeah. of what's happening in our country with mass shootings. Yep. There's just a lack of um, a mutual agreement on what to do about it yeah. and a lack of action. So yeah. that it's like, it depends on the issue. And for this specific one, it's like to ask her to do that. When you ask me, do they have any responsibility? I think she specifically, and this issue specifically has zero responsibility because I don't think there's a lack of awareness. I think yeah. there's a lack of action. Yeah, 100%. And I do think, um, I, I, and I think that, you know, the other impulse might be that um, people are able to distance themselves from this crisis because it's not happening to them or they think it won't happen to them. So maybe by having it happen to characters that you know and love, that may trigger your empathy senses. Um, but I would the I would imagine that if you've watched Abbott, it's like, well, that audience is not the one that needs. If you're watching Abbott Elementary, you're probably on board. You, 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 we're all probably on the same boat. Like you're not, you're not like tucking in your AR-15 at night if you're watching Abbott Elementary. Probably not only that, but PJ, like it. I think I hear you, but the fact that there could be people on the planet who could see the faces of the children that just died and not feel, but then watch a TV show and be like, but I love that character. So I feel that I actually like, don't know that I could live with that concept because yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong, but like if we could, if we're, if we're more desensitized to real people than we are to characters, we have just such a, a whole different set of issues on our hands. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually think you're right. Yeah. But yeah. Well, like, I, I've got to imagine that there has to be some sort of disconnect between seeing this happen and the responses that you see of like, well, we, uh, what do you expect us to, it's like, I, the, the fact that you, the, there's people online and elected officials that don't have like an immediate emotional response to this. Um, there's some sort of disconnect. And the only thing I can imagine is that you can't picture it happening to you which you're right is not a, something a show could fix um there are some shows oh sorry dj I just cut no, you off go there, there are some shows to i'm really trying to answer your question who has the responsibility like like a lot of shows in 2022 as we know there's like a lot of um cop shows and it's like how are you not gonna address the current state of the world i, I it's not that I think you have a responsibility to solve any problems, but like to address, to show that you are aware or yeah. have any kind of awareness. Same thing with even like, you know, Grey's Anatomy did a whole season that was in the pandemic because this is a, it's a hospital show. Mm -hmm. So to just be like, nah, um, it feels weird, but I still don't even know if it's the word responsibility as much as it is like a, a truth yeah, the strong uh, creative decision based on the themes of your show. I will yeah. say, if I were to throw around the weight of responsibility, I would uh, suggest into the universe that if you are making a cop show, that I feel like probably the only responsible choice is what Brooklyn Nine-Nine did, which was like, well, I guess we can't do this anymore. Like, I guess, you know what I mean? Because either, either the, if you talk about addressing the issues, I would imagine your options are you make your characters completely unlikable or by being having them be the good ones in response to the bad ones you are now you are now suggesting that good ones exist and i'm not entirely sure that this system allows that i, I think the only cop show i've seen recently that that feels 
um, uh, vaguely responsible is um, We Own the City on HBO. It's from David Simon. Um, it follows a real Baltimore case of, of um, police corruption. Um, and, and even that, there's some, th- there is some light. And this was part of The Wire, too. There is some light. Well, like, well, policing was better before the war on drugs. And it's like, I'm not sure. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, not to say that the the war on drugs is fine and and and, and it didn't make things worse, but uh, but I, I feel like it's taking a little bit of responsibility off just the, the system and how it came to be and what it does. And um, my opinion of policing in this country was already pretty low, and then you see what that system did in the situation, and it's like, yeah, we need to yeah. stop. Like we need to. We just need to start. This whole concept, we just need to start over from scratch because it's desi- this isn't I the impression I've been getting, and we don't have all the information, but the impression I've been getting is that this isn't a flaw in the system. This is the way it's designed, and that's a problem. That's just it's just a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, one solution is more firefighter shows. <laughs> yeah, I mean firefighter shows. Uh uh I would recommend there was an art I think it was Mill Magazine did an article with artists as they tried to imagine alternatives to our current policing situation about like mental health first responders and stuff like that and it's like yeah man like do something imagine create a show that imagines it helps helps people imagine a better future because I think a problem we run into is that we don't know where we could go. Exactly. Because we're not given those tools. We have a lot of shows that are like, here's here's the problem, here's the problem, here's the problem. And there'd be benefit in shows of like, here's how we could solve that. Here's what here's what solving it could look like. So yeah. that the people like me and everybody else were like, oh, well, let's why don't we do why don't we try that? Like why don't we you know what I mean? Why don't we give that a I shot? Like, what if there was a show about um what Australia did? Yeah. You know, and like there is a episode about handing back your guns so that people could even visualize what that could conceptually look like. Yeah. Because right now, I think when people hear something like a suggestion like that, which I'm not saying is my suggestion, but say that that was the suggestion on the table, I do think that without seeing it in the media, that some people are like, how the fuck would that even work? Yeah. Well, we can't possibly. And, and, and I think our, our system thrives on people's inability to imagine it working differently. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, so maybe me, maybe something like that. Um, I don't know, but I do think, and I, and just as far as the media landscape, I, I believe it was um, the Yankees and the Rays were playing uh, baseball yesterday uh, and the, their social department, instead of posting about the game, posted facts about this and it's like i think i i i do feel like we need to do something and that kind of falls on everybody um but i assume like probably most people i don't know exactly what that is but we can't keep doing this because it's not working it is the definition of insanity it's not what we're doing isn't working so I think that anybody listening to this show probably feels that way yeah. and other people do not feel like it's not working. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah, because yeah, to me that's a fact, not yeah. a feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I I have been in I have been at Twitter war this week. So yeah, I, I'm fortunate that a lot of my my feed has not been that. But every every once in a while, I'll click on a hashtag and go down that rabbit hole, and it's like, oh my god, what the anyway. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Well, yeah, no, uh, I'm, that's not the show. Uh, I'm not. This is not a politics show. I'm not gonna make any recommendations. But um, that's that. <sighs> Lighter stuff. Let's go to uh, last night as of this recording. We got the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. Um, uh, uh, Roxy stayed up late and watched that shit so we could talk about it. Let's dive in. Wake this is going to late or wake up early. We don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Um, so let's dive right in. Um, uh, uh, this will be spoilers. The episodes have dropped. If you haven't seen them and you're watching live, maybe don't uh stay around i mean we love i love that you're here but <laughs> but we're gonna do spoilers um so uh this of course is following um ewan mcgregor is back as obi-wan kenobi he's fucking chilling on tatooine um and uh he gets a call to action uh but but before we get into that roxy it seems like you roxy you and i have different opinions on that uh what how did you feel about you were you were a, i think it's safe to say you are a bigger fan of the prequel movies than i am yeah. So I feel like you're more primed to enjoy this show. So I want to know how yeah. did you how did it make you feel? Just I love this. I loved this show. The thing that you hear me say, this is full spoiler right now. Yes. Okay. The thing that you guys hear me say all the time is that I am obsessed with our original characters too. Yeah. And so like not only was the show such a victory for me because Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And not only do I know that I'm getting Hayden. Yes. Which is are huge wins for me, who is a person who likes to see the characters I know. Yeah. But then in the best reveal possible, I realized the plot of the show is about Leia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I, I had no uh, going into it. I was at the bar and people started coming back from the screening. Yeah. And they were like, there is a character in this that like, I had no idea that was in this. And yeah. I was like, who could they be talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, And I was like, are they talking about, they can't possibly be talking about Vader because everybody no. knows that. Who could it's they be like talking about? It's not like Mando's going to show up. He'd probably be yeah, a kid yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's just like, I, what could it, like Yoda? I, I just couldn't figure out what people were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, I was like, wow, I'm so interested in this. Yeah. Um, I think that it's essentially like, Leia is Grogu and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan is Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved that storyline. And I like baby Leia more than I like Grogu. Yeah. I know those are fighting words. Uh, but... Well, no, but also baby Leia has like a personality. Yeah. <laughs> she has, yeah. And she has opinions on things. She's sassy. Yeah. And yeah, she's sassy. And she's a little like, I get it. She's skeptical. Yeah. Like, wait a second. I'm smart. Who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm what is this? I'm running. I'm not doing this. And I just, I thought that that the Hearst whole thing, I was like, Oh, I'm super down with this. Damn. So while it definitely, the first two episodes lacked action in some ways, mm-hmm. uh, which I know is a complaint from the people. I was just so excited by the characters and where this could go and seeing Obi-Wan and exploring and jumping around from different planets and not just staying in one place. And yeah. I was like, Wow, this they made this for the me's of the world for sure. 
Yeah, and I it's I, I think the the Leia decision is is smart for a couple reasons. One, um, they do a good job of capturing that character's voice. It is. It, I did have the question: Is it capturing Leia's voice or is it capturing Carrie Fisher's voice? Because it's like Leia is sassy in the movies. But not Carrie Fisher sassy. This felt like Carrie Fisher sassy. I'm fine either way. It's not. It's not like a yeah. no. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, but it also does help, like, because it is kind of bullshit that he's like pawns off Leia to Bail Organa, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to watch Luke. He's he's the one that matters." And so, like, this show feels like an answer to that. It does raise one of the things that kind of kept me from engaging with the show because there's almost there's almost no stakes. Like, I know Obi-Wan makes it to the uh, episode four. I know Leia makes it to episode four. I'm not particularly excited for Obi-Wan and Vader to fight because I've already seen that twice. And it's not like this is going to be the one that ends it because I've seen the one that ends it. But you're not excited for Obi-Wan and Va- versus Vader? Even no. after, like, w- w- how did you feel in that scene when Obi-Wan is hiding? Yeah. And, and he finds out that Vader's still alive. Was I not? Did he not already know that? Could you not tell that that was a reveal? No, I know. I know it was meant to be a reveal, but I was like, okay. I mean, I don't, I think, I think, I think Ewan McGregor is good in that scene. There's moments, like there's a moment where he's getting ready to get on a, on a ship and we spend some time on Ewan McGregor's face and it was like, oh, this is why we're doing this because we like Ewan McGregor and we like Ewan McGregor in this role. And it's not like there's a story here. It's just, Hey, here's more of this thing that, that was, that's fine. That's good. That's, that's, but, but it, uh, in that sense. And, and I do want to say that, as you have said before, I don't want to yuck somebody's yum. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I will say, however, caveat that Star Wars is like the biggest franchise in the world. So I think there's, it's, uh, there's merit in, in sometimes pushing back a little bit um for people like me to push back a little bit which is not to say the people that do like it shouldn't like it that's not what i'm saying but like you know it's the biggest franchise in the world you could you, you could do more you could try you could be a little bit more daring like you could like better call saul exists and that's a prequel with a character who already know that ends up and it and was able to craft a story out of that that is engaging and unpredictable we're halfway through the final season and i have no idea where it's going and so it's like you could star wars you could do more you're the biggest well, franchise you, in the world <laughs> let me ask you this did you have any awareness what was your level of awareness because i, I this is a genuine question not me trying to quiz you i don't know the answer what is the general awareness that this story took place? Like, do people know that Obi-Wan had to rescue Leia in this situation? And do, do we know how we get Leia to safety? Uh, I'm No, I, I not not that I am aware of. Because like you, I didn't even know she was in the show. And so I thought that was a good... I was I was more excited to see, see Bail Organa back because I like that actor. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's like, good. Good for you getting that Star Wars check. Um, but... Um, I didn't know Leia was going to be in the show. I didn't know about the story. It does kind of make sense in that uh, Leia did reach out. I mean, the whole inciting incident of episode four is that her reaching out to Obi-Wan. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. But it's just one of those. There's no – I think when you you have a prequel – so using the Better Call Saul example. I know Saul is going to make it out of Better Call Saul because of the – you know what I mean? Because of Breaking Bad. I don't the 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 situation, but the but the truth is in Breaking Bad, I kind of knew up until the final season that Walter was going to make it through because he's your protagonist, and trip, unless you're Game of Thrones, you're not axing your protagonist partway through. Um, so that's but what's engaging is 
the situation. Will they be able to resolve the situation they're in? And I already know that he does. So I, there's not a lot for me that's not somebody that's just excited to see Ewan McGregor. Who, who are you stuff. I, I know Obi-Wan saves Leia. So I'm not, uh, there's no question of like, is yeah, he going to succeed in his mission? It's like, I know he does. So the show is not if, it's how. Yeah. And I love a how. Yeah. You're you know, all in like, on a good how. I am. It's for the same reason why I really like the first couple episodes of of um, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, well, how are we going to get to where we're going with him? You no. know, like, not like what happens, but how does it happen? And tell me more about how this planet works and tell me more about how the, these people work and tell me more about how we interact. I love a how. Yeah. And so I really like, especially with Leia, you know, there, I love exploring more Leia. Mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. know that we were going to have a show exploring more Leia. Yeah. And like, I don't know this well enough to know that this is true, but don't you feel like if, if Carrie Fisher was still around, if Leia was going to be more explored, this would be a better, better version than CGI Carrie Fisher. Like, I feel like, this is a respectful way to explore a character that exists more than let's actually just like keep it that way. Yeah. I know. I know Kathleen Kennedy made a big statement of like, we'll never recast anybody ever again, but uh, we are watching a show of a, of a Obi-Wan that was originally recast from Alec Guinness and a recast Leia. I think that's I I I want to co-sign Roxy's statement that that is better, especially if the person has passed than AI deepfake versions of them. Unless, and it's going to start being in people's contracts. Like unless yeah. they have specified this is okay with me, this is what I want, or yeah. whatever. Um, I think that this is cool. And so, like, I didn't think we'd ever get an exploring Leia show, and Leia's probably my favorite Star Wars character. I I don't know that to be the case. I think it's Vader as number one, but Leia's really up there for me. Yeah. And Leia was one of the first. Uh, characters that was a woman that I ever like really was like holy shit yeah look at look at us go so the fact that we're like exploring little her I'm like how how did she get to be the way she was how did she get safe what was her relationship like with Obi-Wan yeah Uh, and what was what was that interaction with Vader um will be it'll be exciting to see speaking of hows let's look at the how of these ads real quick When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back, and we've got a few uh, questions in um, the Discord. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Let me see if I can find them. Danny says, uh, Kenobi spoiler question, can you elaborate on the timeline of the show? Because I don't think the Grand Inquisitor is dead, but I am pretty sure that he dies in Rebels. Uh, how would you feel if this was a retcon? I 
just now reading this question, think that Roxy and I might not be the best people to answer this because... (laughs) This is why I really love Star Wars and some people I think are more nitpicky. I don't know the answer to that at all. It would never have crossed my mind. Even what you asked earlier, DJ, like, didn't we get rid of the Senate? Like, that is not how I watch Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, when when, uh, Bail Organa shows up, he's like, you'll be a senator. I'm like, time out. I thought, wasn't that the point of episode three that we got out of of it and became the Empire? Wait. And like, that's not the shit that I, I'm like, whoa, lightsabers. Mm -hmm. Leia. Like, I'm like a little kid watching these. I, I certainly am not the poking holes in this. And I'm not saying that's wrong to do. For like diehard fans, of course, yeah. you're gonna have questions like this, but I never would even have picked up on that, nor do I have the capacity to have the answer to that. So, um, uh, I, I was also because I knew the Grand Inquisitor shows up in Rebels, I, I guess I just assumed we'd resolve that character's story in Rebels. Um, so I was also when that happened, I was like, oh, I don't know, and I will also say that, um, I am not super, um, uh, um, like right now it's just, I, I just, it just, it just feels like to me, um, it's just kind of like going through the motions. Like there's just, for me, there's, there feels like almost no urgency in the show. Um, but there is, a, it feels like we are building to something like it. We leave episode two. He, it, it seems like he might be going to another hideout for other Jedi. And so that might create a situation that we don't necessarily know the end result of. It might create some dramatic stakes um, for, for that. I, I also want to say that I like, of course I liked uh, seeing Jimmy Smith's back. I just said that as Bill Organa. I, I, I like him a lot. And then I liked the Camille Nanjiani's character's bit the idea it doesn't quite make sense uh considering jedi are the most hunted people in the galaxy to pretend to be one uh i don't know if that's a that's the wisest grift in the world but i did like it conceptually yeah yeah i hear you while we're naming characters that we liked uh i am my favorite band of all time is the chili duffers so (laughs) fucking flea (laughs) fucking flea (laughs) this is just he's like kind of good it, I mean, I yeah, listen, I love Flea. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I am always down for Flea to show up and things. He's definitely got, uh, he's definitely got a, a look. look. Yeah, he's got yeah, a yeah. Look. And, you know, like when you see him, if I'm a kid and I see him and then I see him smile, I'd be like, oh, uh, head in a different direction. I also think uh, somebody that's probably not going to be mentioned a lot, I actually think Joel Edgerton is really good and his scene is really good. Like, his scene as Owen's actually really good, I think. I agree. Uh, um, I think the bit where she's threatening him again, it's just one of those, like, well, I know you're not going to. You couldn't thread anybody else in this crowd that might actually die. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I think. I, oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. I just um, go back to like the who when we see him and like Luke stuff. I do love the concept of like, why is Luke more important than Leia? Mm-hmm. Like why? Because, because we didn't know in episode four that she was uh, Luke's sister. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't know to begin with. But like, why? You yeah. know, why, why is she more important? Mm-hmm. He more important? He's not. <laughs> he's not. He's a spoiler. He's not actually. And I do think they set up an interesting thing that I felt like, and I don't know if you felt the same way, that um, with Obi Wan comparing uh, um, Leia to her mom, uh, there's little hints that Leia might be when she's um, tearing down her cousin, who's a little prick. Um, uh, there's hints that she might. I thought she, there's hints that she might, this was her force 
like sensing stuff off of him and her conversation where obi-wan is comparing her to her mom i felt was like laying the trail of her being less jedi centric and more leadership centric because clearly she already has those skills there so why don't they matter more later in the in the original trilogy and this might be laying that groundwork because it also makes sense that obi-wan wouldn't be like you should be a jedi because clearly he's not like down with that right now he's like hey uh get away from that don't don't do that (laughs) so that was my also favorite part of the episode dj is when obi-wan the juxtaposition of okay stick with me here (laughs) The juxtaposition of Jedi coming to Obi-Wan for help, need your help, Obi-Wan saying not doing that, not helping you, versus when he finally uses the Force to save Leia from falling. Mm -hmm. This, to me, is what Man of Steel wanted to do and was not able to accomplish for Mm -hmm. me with the fucking dog scene that has driven me insane for years of my life. If you... he, He did this because... When he was approached by a stranger, that stranger wasn't in, in immediate in front of him damn it, danger. And yeah. if they had been, my assumption is that he would have saved him too mm-hmm. because, like, that's who Obi-Wan is. Yeah. But then when he, see, like, when he sees him hanging, he realizes that he didn't do anything. And then when he sees Leia going, he's like, I don't care if I'm found out. I have to save her. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what man, the opposite of what Man of Steel did, which is him saying, I am watching my dad die. Yeah. But I'm not going to get found out. And that's not what you do when you see somebody dying. Yeah. Like if you're a good person, if you got it, then that is not the choice that you make. Yeah. Even if that person's told you, don't come save me or whatever. Like, it's not the choice that you make. Also, it's, and so, it's a dog. It was, I love my dog, but it's a dog. It's a dog, dog it's versus a dog. your father. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> and so I just saw this and I was like, yeah, that's what Obi-Wan would have done. So question for you. We we know <clears throat> Hank Christian is back. Um, uh, we, get a, we get a tease of Vader at the end. What would you like to see in a confrontation between Obi-Wan and Vader in this show? First of all, I think this is very different than a lot of other people, but I would like some verbal confrontation. Yeah. Uh, we're going to obviously get a physical confrontation, but what is what does Vader have to say to Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. And why does he want Obi-Wan to be captured so badly? Um, not killed, but captured. Yeah. What is that? What mm-hmm. is he trying to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to know that. Uh, you know, that... That's interesting to me. And then is there an interaction between Vader and Leia? Because wouldn't that change? Like how, what is her awareness of him? Again, I think we've established you and I aren't the continuity kings here. But uh, right, but because, right. because I also, because uh, when I was asking that, I was like, wait, what are we allowed to do with Obi-Wan v. Vader? Was I led to believe in four that Vader did not expect to see Obi-Wan? I guess maybe he thinks we could end this. They could confront and he thinks he's killed Obi-Wan. Maybe that's what we could do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But because again, we're not the okay, continuity. It's the how. Yeah. It's the how. How. Yeah, but I totally. I have to like, I was glad that they put at the beginning of this that almost recap yeah <laughs> here's where we're at and i was like oh yeah because i don't remember shit i so. 
Mm. I, you know, because of the reaction online, I was like, you know, am I being too hard on the prequel movies? And then that, I watched that recap and I'm like, nah, nah, this isn't for me. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't for me. I don't need to go back and revisit them. I'm glad people enjoy them. This is, I don't need to, I could just let these be. Yeah. 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 Not for me. Not for me. Um, we will be covering Obi-Wan on, um, on what we're into. For those that don't know, that's the show Roxy and I do uh, where we talk about the things that we're into, the stuff that we can't fit into the main show uh, on what we're into this week. If you want to check it out on Patreon, we're going to be talking about the Thor and the She-Hulk trailer. We're also going to be talking about uh, the This Is Us finale and the Atlanta finale um, and uh, Barry, which is uh, goddamn not pulling its punches this season. Holy shit. Um, and uh, so check all that out on Patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers. Roxy, tell them about your podcast with the World Girls and everything you're doing with the World Girls. Yeah, we're doing a show right now called Bitch Out of Water. It's our new podcast for World Girls. And this past week for our patrons, we had on Dr. Drea Letamendi, who is like a incredible um, psychologist who talked to us about HCPs, which stands for high conflict people. Gotcha. And who are high conflict people and how if you are in a situation with a high conflict person, how you can take ownership of that and what you can do to deal with an HCP, um, which includes people like narcissists or paranoid people or borderline people. So uh, it it was ridiculously helpful episode for people who are on our Patreon. And we're going to be releasing that episode in the next coming a couple Wednesdays from now. So every Wednesday we do a new episode um, and that is available on Mondays with the video version for the patrons. Very cool. So check that out. It was a really good one. Like, I feel like, you know, when you do a podcast, have you ever done this DJ where you're afterwards, you're like, yup. <laughs> that, we did that it. We nailed it. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. It was really helpful cool. having her on. I was like, oh, wow. Um, you just provided information that I was, I did not have. So, I was just going to ask you a bunch of questions right now. And then I was like, well, that she did it on the podcast. So I'm just going to wait till Wednesday and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll send it to you. It's, it's definitely, uh, I think that one's going to be not this Wednesday, but maybe the next Wednesday. It's definitely really like helpful because yeah. one of the things she told us is that, uh, and now psychologists are deeming one in 10 people in America to be an HCP, <sighs> a high conflict person. I'm like, <laughs> that is a very, that is, you know, that's 10% of people that you are coming across that are, ready for the fight and it's like mm. Mm. uh you probably already touched on the show i also wonder if that's being exacerbated you know what i mean if that's a thing that's being exacerbated because of our current cultural climate but you probably touched on the show yeah possible you'll have to listen and see you'll have to listen to find out so please 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 go check that out there will be links in the description of this episode please check out patreon.com slash only stupid answers please go to hellbentcomicbook.com Sign up for the pre-launch page. That's going to be launching very, very soon. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, I just did a tease of one of our tarot cards. It's going to be along, something you can get alongside the comic. There's going to be a bunch of other rewards. We've got variant covers. We've got all that stuff. Uh, very, very cool stuff. So go to helpmentcomicbook.com. And you can find this show on social media everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers. But on Twitter. You can get the vowels from stupid. And you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. 